The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Patron Spotlight for Saints Happy Hour Podcast. The Patron Spotlight is when you donate $5 a month, you get in the raffle to have your own mini podcast slash conversation with me. Uh, And this month's winner is Andrew West. He is a $5 a month patron. Uh, And Andrew, thanks for joining us. Uh, I appreciate the support for the podcast, and uh, I hate to. F- I feel like with these lately, I've been people's therapist, but that's okay. <laughs> How are you dealing with the Saints' off season and the robbery that was the NFC Championship games? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Ralph. I, I love you guys, so I'm really excited to you know have this conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, the NFC title game obviously it fucking sucked, right? Like. <laughs> We got robbed, but I'm more mad at the team about how that all went down. And here's my breakdown on that. I think all that crowd noise that was going on in the dome early, you know, we were scoring points. Yeah. I feel like we, we blew that opportunity, right? Like it shouldn't have been that close at the end. So that's one thing. But then secondly, that interception in overtime, dude, not only did Breeze not have to throw that, but Michael Thomas, you know, you're trying to get a flag, and they haven't flagged anybody the whole game. Meanwhile, the defender's looking at the ball and catching it, you know? Yeah. So, I yeah. – I mean, I mean, my thing with the NFC Championship, besides the fact that the call truly and royally did fuck them, is, you know, knowing what we yeah, know no now doubt. about Unger retiring and the off- – the offensive line was totally compromised. And to me – the, mm-hmm. comp- the offensive line being compromised and having no tight ends, like for the Saints yeah. to even get to the point where they had to be fucked out of it is sort of remarkable. But to your point, man, you know, early in that game, if, if Arnold catches the pass or they just cash in and it's 17 to nothing, I feel like that would have been the tipping point where the Rams would have yep. started to panic and then you'd have got the golf that you got in the Super Bowl and it just would have been a death spiral slash party, which I thought it was going to be. I thought the Saints were just going to – I thought golf was going to fold and it was going to be a fucking party nonstop. I said so in my column, um, but it wasn't. Yep. Um but as far as your fandom, how has your how has your Saints fandom grown over time? And when did you when did it re, have you been a Saints fan your whole life, or have you sort of switched and this is your team now? Yeah, so I mean, despite the fact that I am somewhat angry with the team for losing composure, <laughs> I'm still like a huge Saints fan, man. Um, I grew up in a small town in Georgia, but my dad, luckily. I uh, grew up in West Monroe, Louisiana. So he raised us right. He raised us as Saints fans, even during the dark days, you know, the paper bag over the head. Um, but, uh, you know, dad was a preacher. Mom was a teacher. So they didn't get much of an opportunity to get us over to New Orleans for a lot of games. So, um, 
you know, with sort of the proliferation of social media and fantasy football, it's been a lot easier to be a Saints fan, you know, in the last decade or, you know, 10 to 15 years because of all that. And I would say when I started playing fantasy football is when my like NFL fandom really took off. So that was Mm -hmm. around. Yeah. Oh, six. Um, around the time the Breeze era was starting. So I've always been a Saints fan, but I, I was never super into them until 06, you know, the start of the Breeze-Payton era. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with social media. You know, social media, you know, it can do bad things and, and it can – horrible things or politics sure. or, or crazy people can they, – they, they find each other, right? Like the crazy people yep. – Yep. Uh, all over the world, they can find each other, and then they don't think that they're this weird minority, and they do horrible things, and that's horrible, obviously. But the internet also does amazing things, where like you can mm-hmm. connect to Saints fans all over the place. We've got we've got fans of the podcast in England. I'm going to do a Patreon spotlight with uh, a couple of people that are from out of the country. That is going to be amazing. Um, so it, it brings us together, awesome. and you know, it used to be. You had to read the paper, you listened to the radio, and that was it. Now it's like if you're bored and it's the middle of the night, if you can go on Twitter and do the hashtag Saints or Who That Nation or with me, I have four, you know, four thousand followers or, or almost ten thousand followers from the pot the the, the 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 podcast account. I can just be like, Hey, I want to talk about Saints, let's talk about this. And I could talk for an hour. I can ask say, fire me your Saints questions, whatever. And it's it's this big community and it makes us closer, uh you know, and, it, and and that was the the great thing about the Saints. I don't know necessarily that the Saints are a national team. I I I'm not so sure of that, but I definitely no, feel like at least we have our community. Whereas some teams in the NFL, you look at them like the Rams or like the Chargers, and their fan <laughs> communities are just weird, and they don't really have any. So it's 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 yeah. unique, and it's been really fun. Uh, with the podcast, especially I would say like the last like three years, four years as Twitter has exploded, the podcast has mm-hmm. just become much more fun and you can engage at a level as a Saints fan. You can go as deep as you want now. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, you know, I've, I grew up in Georgia, so everybody I know is a football fan, right? So I can talk football all day, but to get the chance to like hear you guys do the pod and like talk about <laughs> roster depth and, you know, building up the O-line and all that shit that none of my non-Saints fans friends care about. Um, you know, that's, that's to me kind of the beauty of <laughs> how connected we are. Um, and that's why I love you guys show. You I know, mean, it's like, even though I can't talk back to you, it's still nice to have Saints Well, fans, once we, you know, once we get the live stream up and run, you know, I don't know exactly when this, this spotlight will run, but hopefully we'll have the live stream fixed. We did the live stream last night and it was a giant clusterfuck. We ran a gif of the Hindenburg just burning to the ground. Uh, it had, I won't go into the technical issues, but it was a clusterfuck on my end, but I think I got it fixed. Hopefully that'll be up and running and people can have even more fun. But, uh, you yeah. know, it's, a, it's amazing to me that we did a podcast and not even 12 hours later, we have a thousand people that have listened to the show. And the show is about the Saints signing a fucking center and the beat yep. writer for the Saints leaving. Mm-hmm. And a thousand people are like, yes, I want to listen to that. Which, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot. But to me, like, it's just, it's just gigantic that we, ha- that, like, that we can talk so cool. about these Saints micro topics sort of and like people will 
devour it even though you know as we record this it's the middle of march and it's not draft and it's not a big free agency signing it's a mm-hmm. center and a beat writer and people want to people want to hear it and listen about it yeah that's pretty cool and i would say out outside of the saints community you may not find that level of interest you know but like just seeing the way everybody reacted to nick leaving is like Man, what a co- real community this really is, you know, which I'm sad about that too, but hopefully he'll be on ESPN soon. We'll all get to see him there. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll see where he goes. I, I don't I don't exactly know where he goes, but he was too good for this place. Um, you know, and the thing is now, <laughs> yeah. fa- fans are really, like, we're, like, for us, look, we 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 are the perfect. We you know our catch slogan is the perfect blend of of saints stupidity and sincerity, right? So like we we goof off, mm-hmm. but the thing is, beat writers, and I see this on Twitter, man. If you do not know your basic stuff of like salary cap and years and how the saints run offense, like they will crush you on Twitter. You better. Know your stuff with the Saints backwards and forwards. And I don't pretend to know about scheme and three deep passing and four three and uh, over under technique. I don't pretend to know all that. That's Andrew's stuff. But I can tell you what. People know when they talk to me. I know my fucking Saints history. I know basically how the salary cap works. I know the roster. I know what the Saints philosophies are in general. Uh, and you have to have a basic understanding, or people will fucking roast you on Twitter. I guess I don't. I don't see a lot of the negativity, you know, that comes up in you guys' mentions. But I'm sure it's fucking there, dude. You know, like well, it wasn't it's that so much. easy. Yeah. It wasn't that, yeah, but it's, it's hard to be negative when they're 13 and three and one of the losses was basically a forfeit. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, uh, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal in 14, 15, and 16. I mean, because you have seven yeah, and nine, and why are they seven and nine? And what the fuck's the problem? And maybe we need to move on from Drew Brees, and maybe we need to move on from Sean Payton. And why is the bottom of the roster mm-hmm. filled with UDFAs? You know, I, I would fight with beat writers and you know that was like one of the only fights that I had with Nick is you know the the beat writers like oh my god the Saints have found all these UDFAs isn't this great and I was like no when the bottom of your roster has four (laughs) six eight UDFAs that means the bottom of your roster too much it is trash and it all these UDFAs the Saints have found it isn't because the Saints are smarter than other the other 31 NFL franchises that passed on these dudes seven times and didn't sign them as UDFAs is because the Saints, the bottom of the right. Saints roster is fucking trash and they just need bodies to fill and they're desperate and they're groping in the dark for anything and that's why four, six, eight UDFA, if UDFAs make the roster like in, I think it was 2015 where the UDFAs or 20, yeah, 2015 or 2016 where six made the roster and Nick's, yep. Nick is like, well, they're possibly diamonds in the rough. I'm like, they're not. They're garbage. And, like, that doesn't have to do with, like, scheme or watching film. That's just, like, common fucking sense, right? But we would have those mm-hmm. fights all the yeah. time. But when it's when you're 13-3, and three, Andrew, you don't fight. You just make fun of the teams that you beat. Right. Exactly. So last year was definitely a great year. No doubt about that. So before we get out of here, what do you – what are your hopes 
for the Saints in 2019 and what made you a fan and supporter of the show? So, I mean, my hopes for the Saints in 2019, I mean, it's fucking Super Bowl or bust right now, dude. Until we get to a point where, you know, we're we're kind of out of the playoff question, like Breeze is gone and maybe Teddy is not working out there or whatever. Until we're bad, it's Super Bowl, right? So, especially after last year. Um, yeah. But I got to say, man, it feels weird right now with Ingram leaving and Unger leaving. We all saw the triplet article the other day. I'm starting to wonder if the window might have already closed on us. I hope that's not the case. But, like, intuitively, I feel a sense of dread <laughs> that it has. Um, but for 2019, I mean, it doesn't change. My hopes are a Super Bowl, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think the one thing I will say is football teams – Football is so violent and so hard, you can't just run it back. So the Saints making these changes might not be a bad thing. And I know that's a way to spin it. But, like, the thing is, at the end of the year, like, Unger was – he wasn't good, you know? and That's true. Like, I love the guy, and he made the he made the the Jimmy Graham trade okay. But at the end of the year, dude, he he wasn't good. Like he he just his body like gave out on him, and he was trying to he was trying to work through it. But look at the NFC Championship game, dude. The interior got destroyed by Donald and Sue. So Mm -hmm. I mean, they need to make these. They know they need to make these changes. So hopefully it'll be okay. And look, I. As far as where the Saints are as a franchise, I don't think you could be any better positioned as they are uh, for long-term success going forward. The only teams that I see that are better than them potentially for long-term success are Cleveland because they're so young with Baker Mayfield, Kansas City because they're so young – with Mahomes, but the Saints, they have Teddy Bridgewater, the succession plan in line, and they have all these young dudes that, yes, they're going to have to pay and they're going to have to make decisions, but if Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback and is a top 12 quarterback, the Saints potentially are going to be good till like 2025, and I don't think you can say that about even New England or the Chargers or Pittsburgh or any of these teams that have been good long term or Green Bay. Like I think the Saints are in a really Oh yeah. Are they're in a really great spot? Um it doesn't mean they'll win championships because look, the last two years you just get shitty luck and you don't win. Like that's just how it goes. But as far as like sure. sustained yep. success and enjoyable as a fan to watch, like I think the I think potentially the window for the Saints is not just this year. I think it's wide open um depending and they've done that they've done to me Andrew, they've done as about as well as you could I mean as about as well as you could hope. Like Teddy Bridgewater might work out. He might be Ryan Tannehill uh, 2.0, and the Saints may be stuck in seven and nine hell. But what else are you going to mm-hmm. do at quarterback? Like there, there wasn't another pathway. No, yeah, at quarterback, you're right, man. It's it's Teddy. What what else are you going? We obviously we're not drafting Kyler Murray. So <laughs> yeah, and maybe I hope you're right. Hopefully it's just my irrational fear. You know, it's been a rocky four or five <laughs> months, I guess, for fans of Louisiana sports. It's been a rocky two years we are gonna be a the saints make the playoffs again 
and have a bye or a home game, as a fan base, we are going to be on the fucking ledge in 2019. Yep. It doesn't matter. Yep. It doesn't matter if the Saints are 15 and 1 and are averaging 45 a week. As a fan base because of 2017, because of 2018, we are going to be on the ledge, panicked and desperate. Mm-hmm. Like that, yep. it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter if they're 15 and 1 or 9 and 7 and get in. Like that's just the baggage that we carry, and you just gotta. De- you, we're just gonna have to deal with it as best we can. Um, but that's why. We, that's why we have the podcast. We try to get. We try to help people like you, Andrew, get through and and do the best we can. Yeah, man. And I I didn't uh, get a chance to answer the second half of your question about the show, but I mean, I the reason I love you guys is because you seem like you're just kind of genuinely who you are as Saints fans, you know. Um, and I I like that. And <clears throat> you've got a good. I mean, this, this show slogan kind of says it all, man. Like, y'all have a great blend of just, like, some ridiculous antics, you know, but you can tell that Andrew is, like, kind of the X's and O's guys, right? And he always has, like, an earnest response for my serious <laughs> football questions. But you're not – you don't feel like you're reading a, an article breaking down the X's and O's while you're listening to you guys talk, you know? So, um, and like I said, being a Saints fan in Atlanta and not having a lot of Saints fans around to talk to you, I absolutely love you guys' podcast, and I will always definitely support you guys. Thank you, guy. And look, look, if you want to be like Andrew and have a chance to chat with me on your own miniature episode of the Saints Happy Hour, donate $5 a month. $5 a month gets you uh, a Do chance it. to this. You get a magnet eventually. Uh, you get access to the live stream if we ever get it working. Uh, so it's great. So, um, Andrew, guy, I appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate the support, and uh, we'll see you next month for another uh, Saints, Happy, Saints Happy Hour patron spotlight. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.